1: Sadie Eck and I am Courtney Eck and Courtney was smart and got us even new better mics and it sounds so good in my ears right now
0: <laughs> welcome to the future everybody this is s- extravaganza 2.0 oh, God. that's right if this they is the will f-
1: kill sounds really good for finally <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> three years later yeah let it be a lesson guys uh, this Setup I have avoided for a very long time. A because I thought it would be expensive. B because I thought it would be complicated. And uh, turns out it is neither. So if there's something you want to do to improve your life, go ahead and just look into it. Ask ask somebody yeah. for help because then next thing you know, your life gets significantly easier and better with very right. little um, investment. So yes, uh, and hopefully this sounds better in your ears too, darling listeners. But we're not here to talk about audio processing (laughs) (laughs) and if you're new here i swear to god we don't talk we don't start episodes like this uh we keep the banter to the back and that will continue in the year of our lord 2023 let's just dive right into it today i'm going to tell you the gruesome murder and aftermath of denise huber so in 1991 denise huber was a 23 year old recent college graduate and she lived with her parents in newport beach california She was enjoying her summer and planning to have as much fun as she could before she had to start to find a job and enter the real world. To make a living, Denise was a waitress and worked retail at Bloomingdale's, and she had a boyfriend named Steve, who was as fun-loving and friendly as she was. So on Sunday, June 2nd, Denise and Steve had plans to see a Morrissey concert in Inglewood, but Steve had to cancel at the last minute because he couldn't get off of work in time. Bummer. Denise asked her friend, Robert Calvert, to join her in Steve's place, and so the two went to the concert together. Afterward, they stopped at a restaurant for some drinks and food, and they ran into an acquaintance of Denise's named Ross. That's actually not his real name, but I watched a show about this, and that's the name they gave him. (laughs) Ross had had feelings for Denise in the past and took that opportunity to ask Denise to come home with him that night, but she declined the offer. Yeah, Denise was a proper babe, like five, nine, Mm -hmm. you know, just real pretty. I have a feeling that that was sort of par for the course for Denise, especially in 1991. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. So Denise and Rob left to go home around 1 a.m and Denise dropped Rob off at his house on the way to her parents' house, but she never made it home. (laughs) Denise wasn't home when her parents woke up the next morning, but considering she was a 23-year-old woman, they didn't think too much about it and assumed she'd stayed the night somewhere else after the concert. When she hadn't come home and they hadn't heard from her after a couple of hours, they started calling around to her friends, but no one had heard from her. Later that night, one of Denise's best friends started driving around and actually spotted her car abandoned on the side of the road with a flat tire. There were no initial signs of major concern, but the car was parked between two highway call boxes. Do you remember those back in the day? Mm-hmm. Like young youngsters, they were all along you know, major interstates. So if your car broke down, you could just walk and pick it up and call for help. Uh, So neither of them had been used the night before. When Denise's parents learned of the abandoned car, they immediately knew something was horribly wrong because Denise was not the type of person to abandon her car on the side of the highway and then disappear without telling anyone where she was going.
1: Right. I I don't think many people are that kind of person.
0: No. So detectives arrived on the scene to investigate the car and found that the interior was very clean and there were no signs of foul play. There was no damage to the windows or any part of the car, and all of her essential personal belongings, including her purse, were gone. There were no fingerprints on the car other than Denise's, and the tire hadn't been tampered with in any way. It had simply gotten too hot from underinflation and so eventually ripped from the sidewall and forced Denise to pull over. Hmm. The flashers had been left on on the car, and it appeared that she'd gotten the flat and had left the car to walk and find help. The area where the car was found was well lit and there was a chain link fence between the road and nearby businesses but it had an opening in it that denise could have easily used to quickly access several gas stations and businesses to call for help scent dogs were brought in and followed denise's scent for just a bit down the road but quickly lost the trail detectives questioned everyone in the neighborhood surrounding the area where her car had been found but no one had seen anything helpful that night. Denise seemed to have vanished without a trace. Hmm. Denise's father said that at the time, he was, quote, more afraid of what had happened to her than he was of his own death. She was so hmm. precious to him.
1: <sighs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I, feel, I think about that all the time. Like, please, please don't make me have to do that yeah.
0: as yeah. a parent. Oh, I can't imagine. I mean, I've said this before, but I'm way more afraid of grief than I am of death. I would mm-hmm. rather die than lose mm-hmm. someone that is so precious. I cannot imagine losing a child. That is, uh-uh. That's completely, absolutely off the table. No. Nope. Nope. Authorities dispatched helicopters to do an aerial canvas of the area where she went missing to try to spot Denise or her remains, but didn't find anything during their search. Detectives started by interviewing Robert Calvert, the friend who had gone to the concert with Denise on the night she went missing. Denise was a tall and very beautiful woman, and so police wondered if Rob had initiated some sort of romantic relationship and then hurt Denise when she rejected him. Rob maintained that he and Denise were just friends and he wasn't pursuing any other type of relationship with her. He was pretty quickly ruled out as a suspect. And I couldn't find a lot about this initial part of the investigation, so I don't know how they ruled them out. But I do know that Robert Calvert did not kill Denise, so that's it's, right. ultimately it's fine. Well, it seems like it would be hard
1: to stage that. Like if he did something to her and then drove her car until the tire happened to blow out. Yeah, you know, like yeah. yeah, yeah. Doesn't seem likely.
0: Yeah, good point. He would have. There would have been a different scene left behind. Very good point. So they also interviewed Denise's boyfriend, Steve, who was very cooperative and also very quickly ruled out as a suspect. They spoke to Denise's acquaintance, Ross, who they'd run into after the concert, and he had a solid alibi for his whereabouts after he left the restaurant that night, and so he was also ruled out. So without any solid suspects or leads, Denise's parents turned to the media to help them get the word out about their missing daughter. Police made buttons and bumper stickers with Denise's photo and the sheriff's office contact info and distributed them around the area, which is fucking awesome. But once it's like, Mm -hmm. you have to be a five foot nine, like gorgeous, you know, 23 year old girl to get that kind of attention. I'm so glad she did. I'm so glad. But Mm -hmm. everybody deserves that amount of attention. Everybody deserves bumper stickers and buttons, you know? Yes. You could do it for one case. I should just go ahead and do it for all the cases, in my opinion. No, totally. You know? Yes. They also posted a huge banner on the side of the highway to keep Denise's face fresh in the minds of everyone who passed by. Denise's father, Dennis, covered his car in photos of his daughter. Quote, my car was like a rolling billboard with signs all over it, he said. I looked. Every time I saw some girl with long brown hair, I'd want to see her face. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh, No. Hundreds of tips flooded in. And just like all cases, especially in the 90s, the family was inundated with calls from psychics and trolls and people trying to make a buck off of a grieving family, which <laughs> I maintain is there's a very special place in hell for trolls of grieving families. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't know who those people are, but... Mm -mm. When
1: I wonder, does it still happen like that and we just don't talk about it? Like do families still experience that as much as they used to or is it too easy to track them or psychics aren't as important as they were in the 90s? Right.
0: I mean, I'm sure the level of trolling is probably a thousand times worse because of social media. It's probably just changed. Yeah. 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 I think it's probably just changed. So none of the tips panned out, and despite all of the media attention and police efforts, the case went cold for three years. This part's crazy. This part's fucking amazing. So then in 1994, three years after Denise dropped off her friend and then vanished off the face of the earth, a paint shop owner in Prescott, Arizona, named Elaine Canalia, went to the home of a 39-year-old man named John Familaro, to purchase some paint from him. Familaro had a large Ryder truck parked in the driveway with California plates, and Elaine said that she had a suspicious feeling about the truck. (laughs) Quote- (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. Quote, he already had a van and a pickup truck, she said in an interview, so why would he need another large vehicle? He obviously wasn't driving the Yellow Ryder rental truck, not with all of the boxes of paint cans stacked around it. So Elaine followed her gut and wrote down the license plate number on the truck and asked a cop friend to check it out for her. You are kidding me. No, she also said she was like, I just had a terrible fucking feeling. I think I might get to that later, but I just had a really bad feeling. Like I just got there and I just, I had the spookiest feeling. And so I just thought it can't hurt. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes turns out the truck had been stolen from california and had been parked in familaro's driveway for a year and so police were dispatched and searched it to see if there was anything else illegal inside in the back cargo area of the truck they found a large industrial freezer that was plugged into an extension cord running out of the truck and into the house and the freezer was running 24 hours a day Mm, that's not suspicious nope When they opened the freezer, they found a large black garbage bag, and when they felt the bag, they immediately thought that they were feeling a human shoulder inside of it.
1: Oh,
0: no. Quote, After cutting through three layers of trash bags, the lieutenant found a naked human body, frozen solid in a fetal position, with the hands secured behind the back with metal handcuffs.
1: Oh, no.
0: Finding no identifying information from the body and no signs that the person had been killed in the freezer, the lieutenant sealed the freezer and the truck and had everything towed to forensic pathologists in Phoenix, Arizona. Elaine said the woman who found the truck, quote, I assumed what I wrote down the license plate number that the truck was stolen. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that that poor girl would be found in there.
1: No, no, that's so crazy. I know, what?
0: thank God for Elaine. Thank seriously God for her instinct. Like, I can't, I just shudder to think what the outcome of the story would have been had she not followed her gut. Well,
1: and also the fact that the guy just left her body in there, well, plugged into a freezer, you know.
0: This guy sucks, sucks. Right. If Denise isn't his only victim i would not be surprised if she is i'm like shocked out of my mind because Mm -hmm. i'm about to tell you a whole lot of information about this guy so the woman's mouth had cloth stuffed inside okay it's gruesome guys trigger warning this Mm. is it's pretty fucking gruesome and her head had been quote wrapped with three white kitchen garbage bags gray tape covered the face from the mouth to the upper eyelids The head had numerous external injuries. So John Familaro was the youngest of three children, and his parents were Angelo and Ann Familaro. His mother was described as an extremely domineering woman who ruled the house with an iron fist and used religion to justify her punishments. Quote, For instance, when she thought the children had done something wrong, she often told them they were going to hell and she needed to, quote, save their souls. Uh, no. The children generally coped by following their father's lead, giving in to their mother's demands to avoid confrontation, and controlled what the children wore, selected their classes, rummaged through their belongings, and eavesdropped on their phone calls. Anne did not get along well with other people in her community, as she was described as a quote busybody and a curmudgeon so the Familaro children were isolated from other kids and were rarely seen interacting with them.
1: Oh, no. It
0: gets so much worse. The family attended church regularly, but did not interact with other church members and and the other members said that the children were extremely well-behaved and, quote, stared straight ahead at all times. (laughs) Anne was also a hoarder, so, their home was filled with stacks of, quote, newspapers, magazines, food, laundry, silver, and boxes. And she hoarded because she believed the family needed the supplies to survive a Russian invasion. Oh, no. So, you've got this, like, and it, it continues to get a lot worse, you guys. But over, overly religious zealot, extremely controlling, and also delusional. Right. Right. And a
1: hoarder. Yes. And yeah. all of it. Yes. And no. Yeah.
0: Total house of horrors. Oh. So Familaro was described as weak and sickly as a child and was given the cruel nickname Familaro because he was also shy and effeminate. He was not a violent child, but had a handful of disabilities and suffered from depression. Mm -hmm. He was often hyperactive and had pretty severe OCD tendencies, so he'd get in trouble in school for his, quote, quirks and inability to sit still and focus. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Quote, his head and neck twitched when he was nervous, and he engaged in obsessive ritual behavior involving symmetry. So if someone touched him on one side, he needed the other side touched, quote, so it would be even. Mm Mm-hmm. His mother favored his older brother and had engaged in very inappropriate behavior with both of her boys. Trigger warning for childhood sexual abuse and the next several sentences are all a direct quote. Quote, as the boys grew up Anne disciplined them with a belt and she continued to bathe them personally into their preteen years. According to the defendant's brother Warren, Anne paid special attention to scrubbing his genitals, telling him it was a special area that needed to be cleaned correctly. Mm. When she cleaned that area, her demeanor changed. Her breathing escalated as if she had got, quote, an energy surge. Mm. She was preoccupied with ensuring that the children did not engage in and were not exposed to any sexual activity. She did not allow them to take any sexual education classes and did not permit them to see anything on television or movies that was more intimate than hand-holding. She often entered the boys' rooms at night to make sure they weren't masturbating. During their teen years, Anne did not allow the children to date. Oh, this is not good. Uh... It's almost done, you guys, but if this doesn't paint a very clear picture... About what happened to this guy, I don't know what does yeah, when Familaro's brother was in college, older brother was in college, Anne followed him and his girlfriend to a motel room and waited until the brother left. Once he was gone, she confronted the girlfriend in the hotel room, quote, She swore at Mary, the girlfriend, slapped her in the face, rambled on about religion and sex, and claimed Mary would die that same night.
1: whoa.
0: When Mary asked how that was gonna happen, Anne tackled her and began choking her. Oh
1: my god.
0: Yes. Mary broke free and called
1: Yeah. She she needs to go to jail.
0: Yes. She needs to go to a very much jail. A lot of jail. (laughs) Yes. Anne is a is a monster that created a monster. So Mary broke free and called the police. But Warren later persuaded her to not press charges. No,
1: dude, uh, dude. Oh, my God. No. Imagine
0: you're just having a little hookup, having a little fun with some random guy or your boyfriend or whatever. And then his mother breaks in and just oh <laughs> <God>. brutally attacks <laughs> no, you I and verbally imagine. abuses you. And no.
1: is the dad just like still checked out?
0: Yes. Yeah, I okay. think the dad... I don't know what ended up ended up happening to the dad. I don't know if he died or what, but yeah, dad was of no help as far as I can tell. Right. So Anne became involved in local politics and was, no surprise, against abortion, porn and porn theaters. She was planning to run for city council, but on the day she was scheduled to start her campaign. No one's going to be surprised to hear that her oldest son, Warren, was arrested for molesting a 10- and 17-year-old girl and a 10-year-old boy. No. Yeah. So, Familaro, John Familaro, eventually moved in with his grandmother while he attempted to attend college. She was also a hoarder, and he would follow in the family's footsteps and become a hoarder himself.
1: Yeah, so much mental health I didn't. F- huh? So much untreated mental health issues.
0: I mean, all of them. Like this family yeah. has everything. And t- to that point, I didn't find a conclusive diagnosis for him, but it very much sounds like he had bipolar. And I'm guessing it was untreated, quote, at times he was manic and had very high energy, but he could also be withdrawn and depressed. And it's very much like a chicken or egg thing for me, right? right. Like they realize realized that a lot of, I mean, mental illness for sure, but then also... You know, things like OCD are trauma. They're created by trauma. So, it's like, you know, which came first?
1: Right. Well, especially in a case like that where he's just controlled and abused and neglected, like emotionally neglected. And you're going to Isolated. Yep. Yeah. You're going to figure out ways to cope with that.
0: Yep. Exactly. So one week before Denise's murder, Familaro called a hotline that is for depression and suicide and also used as a prayer line. And he was on a call with them for 42 minutes. Hmm. Yep. And, you know, I don't want to elicit too much sympathy for the guy, but I think these are important things to talk about, right? Like how this happens, you know? So you guys, please stick around to listen to this one. I'm gonna go off script for a second and say that I actually legitimately love this product.
1: (laughs) Me too, me too, for real.
0: For real, for real. So there is no one size fits all solution when it comes to hair care. And that's because your hair and your hair goals are completely unique. So take Courtney
1: and I, she has very little hair. I have so much hair, curly, frizzy, can be
0: dry. And you know what pros did? smoothed it made it beautiful shiny and curly
1: (laughs) yes thanks to my personal pros routine i can honestly say i've never been more in love with my hair i even sent courtney a picture was like this is actually the pros products in my hair and it looked gorgeous
0: yeah it really yeah i really legitimately love this stuff pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal Using natural ingredients with proven results, Prose customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements.
1: First, Pro starts by asking about my hair goals, like how I don't want it to be frizzy and how I still want it to be curly, which is hard to do.
0: Yes, and if you're like me, it's somewhere in between wavy and curly and also uh, sticky, uppy, straight, and then also backwards <laughs> and forwards at the same time. There's a lot going on right. on our heads, on the Eckheads. heads. <laughs>
1: Their in-depth consultation also asks about you as a person. Pros asked me really
0: unexpected things like... Like where do you live? What's the humidity? They calculate the humidity Mm -hmm. and the pollution in the area where you live. (laughs) Right. Yeah. What are your eating habits? Like how much do you exercise? How often Mm -hmm. do you... Yeah, it's very personalized and a lot of fun.
1: Next, Pros analyzed all my answers and handpicked clean ingredients to help me reach my hair goals.
0: The thing that I love most about it, and I got every single product, I have their candles, I have their hair masks, I have their shampoo and their conditioner. A, if you're an aesthetic person like me, the packaging is beautiful. It looks amazing Mm -hmm. in your shower. It looks amazing on your shelf. That's just a personal thing that I'm really picky about and they nailed it. Mm -hmm. Not only do I... Suddenly have amazing hair texture, like really good texture in my hair. It does what I want it to do. It is shiny. It looks amazing. But Sadie, what is both of our personal favorite things about this product? Uh, It smells good. It smells amazing. It smells amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It it really
1: smells so good. And they put your name on everything.
0: Yeah. So just in case you lose your shampoo, goes roly, roly, rolling down the street. Your neighbor will find it and see your name on it and bring it back to you. (laughs) You know, it's the little things, little details.
1: But seriously, my hair has not ever been softer, shinier, healthier looking. It's seriously amazing. And I'm very picky about what I put on my hair.
0: Yeah, Sadie's a real snob about it. I uh, Mm -hmm. I definitely am very specific about my hair, but the smell is the thing that really set me over the edge. On top of that, as a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Prose is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. It's
1: amazing. If you're not 100% positive Prose is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back. No questions asked.
0: So Pros is the key to achieving all your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash theywill.
1: That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash theywill for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Please do, do it.
0: it. Yeah, you won't regret it. Nope. Families
1: have a lot going on.
0: Familaro was a local handyman and painter and was very calm, but not forthcoming when detectives took him into custody and tried to question him. Detectives had the daunting task of identifying the frozen body, and the only information that they initially had was that she was female and that she was naked, so there weren't any identifying pieces of clothing to work with either.
1: And she's from California, right?
0: Correct. And he's, and he's in, in Arizona. Arizona. Yep. Thawing a human body causes rapid decomposition, so the medical examiner had a limited window of time to complete her examination to try to identify the woman found in the freezer.
1: Hmm.
0: Miraculously, they were able to take a semen sample that had been frozen inside of the woman for testing. And there was Mm -hmm. some in trial, there was a little bit of back and forth about the semen, like the legitimacy of it, but I mean, this one is the most we're not even there yet. It is like right. the amusement park of all amusement parks <laughs> of forensic evidence that I've ever yeah. heard of like legitimately, but wow. still, it's I just kept that detail in there because it's pretty remarkable that she was even able to take a sample.
1: Well, especially in the 90s, if yeah. they were able to use a, sam- a frozen sample for yeah. a DNA match.
0: That's right. pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So they also had to slowly defrost the woman's hands with a hairdryer so it wouldn't thaw too quickly because frozen skin loses its shape very quickly. And so if they weren't careful, they wouldn't be able to get clear fingerprints. Oh, no. this is so yeah. gruesome. <laughs> it, it really is. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I'll talk about it a little bit, but the 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 medical examiner was like deeply traumatized by this oh, case. I bet. Understandably. Yeah. Yes. When they entered the prints into their database, they immediately learned that they had found the body of a missing 23-year-old woman from California named Denise Huber. Mm. Familara wouldn't tell police anything about why he had the frozen body of Denise in his driveway. And so they searched his home and the home of his mother who Mm. lived next door Mm. to him. No, uh, I was hoping he got away from her. Nope, she moved right in next door. And detectives said that during the search, she sat across the street from their homes in a lawn chair and watched them as they searched for days, which is chilling. It's so chilling. I got to see a picture of this woman. Yeah. So in Familaro's garage, they found a box labeled Christmas and inside they discovered Denise's bloody clothes, shoes, and her driver's license.
1: Oh my God. Uh, They'll never find it in here.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, he's a hoarder, so... Right. he can't get rid of anything. Nope. Including her body, Sadie, including uh, her body in court. <laughs> I know, I know. The backs of her heels of her shoes were scraped off, which indicated that she'd been dragged across a rough surface, like the highway pavement. Another box contained, quote, a large black garbage bag similar to the one used to hold the body in the freezer, in the bags were smaller boxes that contained items belonging to Denise, including her wallet, checkbooks, purse, makeup compact, car keys, pen, <laughs> lipstick, and other items bearing her name, such as her credit cards and driver's license. Wow. As well as well as a blood-stained checkbook that had grown mold and smelled very foul.
1: But are you sure that we got the right guy?
0: I'm not even done. They also <laughs> found I know. <laughs> They also found receipts. That's why I thought it was hilarious that they were like, I, "This semen is questionable." You know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, except for the they, rest of the murder items, all, literally every odd. piece of evidence that you could ever want. Yes, they also found receipts that showed that Familaro had purchased the freezer just a couple of days after Denise had gone missing. On top of that, they found Familaro's clothes with blood stains on them, which was confirmed. The blood was confirmed to be Denise's and surgical gloves turned inside out. <laughs> Yet another box, quote, had blood-stained flaps and contained the empty box for the handcuffs, a roll of duct tape, a blood-stained nail puller, more bloody rags, and a white plastic garbage bag similar to the bags that covered Denise's head. Oh! Inside the bag was a gray tarp that was covered in dried blood. Oh my God. Yep, the roll of duct tape was the same kind of tape that had been used to cover Denise's face. At the end of the tape matched the tearing on a uh, piece of tape found with the body. They found, I mean, the he, keys, they, they found the keys to the handcuffs in a desk in Famularo's house, as oh well as several articles about Denise's disappearance and a videotape with an Inside Edition episode about her on it.
1: I'm just sitting here with my mouth agape. It's like, yeah. if if I was the definition of that word, it, that it would be me right now. It's <laughs> yes. like, what? Yes. He didn't kill anybody else because he didn't have it all cataloged like he did with her. I, I, uh, I don't, I... I mean, I mean, who knows, right? But like, yeah, right? how, why? All, everything. Yeah. Yep. He just yep. couldn't throw anything away. Nope. Even nope. if it meant like clearly giving implicating him him yeah. for murder.
0: Yep. I also read a couple of times, I couldn't fully confirm this, but I did read a couple of times in reputable sources that he had a police uniform in his house, an LA mm-hmm. police uniform. So there was an assumption that he was able to approach Denise and gain her trust that night because he had been wearing it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I also found like court... Documents that I got information from. So I don't know if that was part of the prosecution's case, but it would make sense that that was how he was able to. I mean, even if he was just like, hey, I'll help you with that flat tire. But if he was wearing a police uniform, it would have made even more sense. And it also would have shown like pretty serious premeditation that he was out, you know, like looking for someone. Anyway, doesn't matter. Right. So they also searched a warehouse that Familaro had owned and worked out of in Newport Beach at the time of Denise's disappearance and found blood evidence on the floor and under the floorboards of the warehouse. It was Denise's blood, yep. Or it was human blood. I don't know if they were able to confirm that it was Denise's, but there was a huge amount of human blood in the warehouse. So Familaro's ex-girlfriends claimed that he had some strange sexual fantasies No big fucking surprise there. One girlfriend said that on one occasion, he handcuffed her to the bed and left her there naked in front of an open window in a Las Vegas hotel for several hours. Oh, no. Trigger warning because the next part is pretty graphic. So the forensic examination of Denise's body determined that her face was wrapped in duct tape then covered with smaller plastic bags before she was hit in the head 31 times with two Mm. separate weapons. And one of them was likely a roofer's nail puller Mm -hmm. and the other was probably a nail gun. Yeah. Oh man. I mentioned this before, but I watched an interview with the woman who did the examination and she cried while she said that after she worked on Denise's case, she no longer drives on the interstate or accepts help from anybody she doesn't know because she was so traumatized.
1: I can't imagine. I mean, that's just, nobody should have to see that ever.
0: No, no, no. Everything about it is so traumatizing. Everything about this case is just like incredibly gruesome and incredibly tragic. So based on the evidence, authorities believe that Denise's tire went flat and so she pulled over and then Familaro pulled up soon after to pretend to offer help. He then overpowered her, dragged her to his vehicle, then took her back to his warehouse, which was just a couple of miles away, where he then raped her and brutally murdered her. Mm. The case went to trial, and of course, the prosecution presented the mountain of evidence they'd found, including Denise's frozen corpse in Familaro's driveway. The defense outlined his upbringing to try to garner sympathy, but it didn't work. Famularo was found guilty and sentenced to death. He appealed the case, but it was upheld in 2011, and he remains in San Quentin on death row to this day. Wow! So at sentencing, Denise's parents, Dennis and Ione, read their victim impact statements, and the next several paragraphs are a direct quote summarizing them. Quote, Ione missed doing many of the things that she and Dennis had done together, such as going out to lunch, going to the beach, or the pool, and cooking. Denise was a sensitive, caring, and compassionate person who had brought great joy to Ioni. After Denise's disappearance, Ioni underwent several surgeries, including cancer surgery, and she believed the stress from the loss contributed to her ill health. Mm -hmm. During the years Denise was missing, her father Dennis had a sick feeling that never got better. He felt even sicker whenever there was news of a body or human bones had been found. On one occasion, the Hubers took a trip to Palm Springs to try to relax, but as soon as they arrived, they heard of news of a body discovered in the desert. (sighs) They decided to drive home because they thought that it would be better to be there if the remains were those of Denise. Mm, man. The next day, they learned that the body was not Denise's. Dennis was scheduled to open his own business on the day of Denise's disappearance, but he never did because he could not think about business while she was missing. (laughs) Dennis missed the Friday morning breakfasts he had every week with Denise. Denise was a happy person and had the ability to cheer him up even on bad days. A day or two before she disappeared, Denise left a note on his computer screen at home signed with a happy face that said, quote, hi, dad, I love you. Have a great day, love Denise. <laughs> Dennis would not trade that piece of paper for a million dollars. Dennis was suffering from many health problems that he attributed to the distress surrounding Denise's disappearance and her death. Elaine Canalia, The hero who wrote down the license plate of the truck called Denise's parents after she learned what was in the truck to express her sympathy. Quote, they told Canelia, it was God's will that she helped find their last child, said Ioni Huber, Denise's mother. According to Ioni, Canelia told the grieving couple that she had this, quote, really weird feeling while she was at the house. While there was, quote, nothing overly suspicious about the truck, There was, quote, this real strong pull coming from it. Oh, just so many chills. Right. She told us she, quote, didn't know the reason, Ione said, but Ione knew where the pull came from, quote, ugh, it made me cry. Me too. We've been praying really hard, she said. And that, my darlings... (laughs) Is the crazy, awful, beyond awful times infinity case of the murder and aftermath of poor Denise Huber and her Why poor? Parents. He <laughs> Why? Ugh! God! Why? I just thought I'd start off the new year with a reminder that.
1: Truth this. I don't know.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, lord. Before this, we were, you know, Sadie. I always do a check-in. And I Sadie's having an anxious morning, and I'm sure that just woo just helped well, you feel way better.
1: It took my mind off of my non-existent problems that are making mm-hmm. me feel anxious. Right. That poor family. Poor that Denise. Po- poor yeah. Poor baby. What's his bucket like?
0: yeah poor baby Familaro having to live through that hell that turned him into a monster the worst possible kind of person. yeah I, I mean just, the only the only like it's not positive, but the only thing I appreciate I'll say that. The only thing I appreciate about this case is the clarity of his behavior for me, yes, right. It is abundantly yes. clear why he is who he is, and I
1: one hundred percent
0: you know. I wish selfishly that all cases had that, you know, that background. (laughs) So, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, very clear. If somebody's family is like this and somebody's mother acts like this and you can intervene, then maybe people won't get gruesomely murdered down the road, right?
1: Right? (sighs) Oh, man, I just don't, I can't. Know. Oh, you know, I it really, it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to me is nothing. And, it, no. you know, it's like, not to diminish my own things, but like, it's just, it's so hard to imagine that this is real, that this I really know. happens. Yep. Yeah. I'll just never get over all it,
0: it. All of it. All of it. You know, his childhood is just completely unbelievable to have to live with that, just live in that mm-hmm. constant state of terror. Just like Uh, unadulterated terror too. Mm -hmm. You just never know what this creepy fucking woman is going to do to you or your siblings. And then to have her just stay next to you for the rest of your life and never let you go is just so disturbing. Mm -hmm. And then the murder is just unbelievably awful. And then the parents, it's like Mm -hmm. to just be plagued by that, just not knowing and the, and just the fear of wanting to know, but also not wanting to know and, Yeah, just the absolute destruction of your life. I'm so grateful that Elaine followed her gut because- (sighs) me too. I'm assuming he probably would have just kept her until he got caught. And maybe he did keep her so he would get caught. You know, who knows? I think it was probably more of a pathological need to hoard that is Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. she remained in that truck, you know, with all of her belongings. But who knows, you know, he might've- Eventually discarded everything, and nobody would have been the wiser.
1: Right. I mean, there would be no reason to connect him to the case if they hadn't already. At all.
0: Yeah. At all. Had he not kept her in every every piece of evidence for the case, he probably would have gotten away with it because it was so random. And then he moved immediately after he killed her. So, ugh. Ugh. I sh- no, shudder to think. You. No. So like there you there you go, guys. I don't know what to Happy say about New that Year. one. Yeah. bye
1: bye. See you later. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I I was thinking, too, like, when you live in an anxious brain, you know, everything is sort of like, ooh, that truck is suspicious, or, you know. (laughs) So, it's hard for me to know on it. Like, I was reflecting when you were telling the story. Like, it's hard to know when I, like, it's my actual gut feeling that something's not right, or Mm -hmm. when it's my anxiety, which is always telling me that something's not right. Right? Like yeah. it's better now that I'm medicated. That doesn't happen, but before, especially, you just don't. I couldn't trust. You know, I couldn't trust my instincts because I I really didn't know, and so yeah, would I know if that truck was actually suspicious? I you know, I downplay a lot of things now. Yeah, because I can't trust my anxiety.
0: That's so interesting. I never because I don't. I had my experience with anxiety was all. Pointed inward. So my anxiety Mm -hmm. has always been that I'm not doing something right. You know, that it Mm -hmm. was like a fear of what other people thought of me. It was never a fear of other people or external threats. I'm not somebody who lives like in a super fight or flight flight state, except when it comes to my own self, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So I never really thought about that, but I think you're absolutely right. And I think most Mm -hmm. people experience that. Like they're either yeah. afraid of too many things, right? Right. Or when I
1: would say that that shifted, it was the same for me until I had kids. And then the threat mm-hmm. became outside coming in, you know, mm-hmm. and COVID then really made shit wild for me as far as yeah. <laughs> anxiety and threats come. Everybody everything was a threat then. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that I'm I always say that like I'm the kind of person that wouldn't know if someone's like, H- when's the last time you saw your neighbor? I'd be like, never. I have no idea. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you know like, I'm. Was there any su- suspicious vehicles? Uh, no. Nah, you know, but <laughs> I would be the kind of person who would, I think, uh, like solve the crime based on a little creepy feeling.
1: I think that. Oh yeah, no, you. You definitely you know? have that. Like, yeah, you've got that intuition y sort of mm, witchy mm-hmm. magic.
0: And I think I, I mean, do too, but I just can't see it through my anxiety. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, no. now I know it's just pattern recognition. So I think if something is mm-hmm. in the pattern, I'm not noticing it. And I think that's what it is. It's like if it's just people going home, I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. really noticing it. So yeah, I think if something is out of the pattern, then I would definitely my spidey senses go up pretty hard and I'd be like, Yeah, yeah there it is. That's not that's not supposed to be here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. or like,
1: I've lived next to two elder neighbors, and you definitely, I would pay attention. You know, like, I found, I wouldn't notice that I was paying attention until something was out of the ordinary, and then I'd be like, oh, shit, I haven't seen Bill for a while. We should check Mm -hmm. on him. Yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah, you know, I think that sort of, it's like a good surveillance, not a, (laughs) like... Yeah, like a neighborhood watch like mm-hmm.
0: weirdo style. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. But of course the other day an ambulance and fire trucks came in our neighborhood and I live in a, a it's a like a it's not gated, but it's like
0: um Hold a sack.
1: Yeah, it's like it's the only reason you come in is if you live here or you subdivision. Visiting. Yeah, and it's just it's small, and there's an, it's there's no roads that lead anywhere but to the houses here, and so when the ambulance came in, it was heading to my my friend's and neighbor's house, so of course mm-hmm. I call her and I was like, and she's like, oh well, we're good, and she's giving me all the details, and I was like, but is she going to answer my phone call if she's in the middle of a medical right. emergency? I was like, no.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, of course, uh, if she didn't answer, I gotta get, I gotta get this, gotta go, on. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> but anyway, yes, she she, I'm. It's good to have to have people to make sure want to make sure everybody was good
0: so (laughs) yeah I'm just not that person I'm Mm -hmm. sorry if I have a reason yeah if you're old or something then I'm probably going to pay attention but otherwise I'm just Mm -hmm. be bopping around waiting for some spooky (laughs) shit to happen (laughs) right you know if there's something extra spooky going on in your life I'm probably going to pick up on it if that's any consolation otherwise you're all on your own I'm so sorry good luck good (laughs) luck to you ugh anyway Sorry about that one, you guys. Um, I think that the only the only way forward is to just jump straight into name time and I think so. Cleanse our collective palates. Do you agree? I agree. It's name time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's bust these little. Beautiful bitches out, and then we could do a couple shouty yaddies and move on with our lives. Perfect. Uh, we'll start out with Halton Construction, which, if you live in a post-pandemic world, you know that all construction is halt, halt, <laughs> <Halton. laughs> You know, I get it. It's not. They're not doing it. Can't
1: go it. Do it.
0: <laughs> Can't go it. Do it. Um. There's a real estate agent in Calgary, Alberta named Wendy Wacko. Wow. Uh, Yep. Uh, Somebody, a listener said, I can't believe I've never submitted this, but my great grandmother was called Ursula Kettle. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. And I think, I think, I'm so sorry. I think that this is somebody I correspond with constantly because I think that this is uh, my contributor, one of my like Uh collaborators. I was so mad at her. I was like, you really fucking buried the lead with this shit, man. <laughs> so Ursula <That's> Kettle, <laughs> you know, like how yes. long have we know each other? Like we speak almost daily and you haven't given me this information. Uh, her, <laughs> her daughter was Ethel Kettle. Oh my God. She, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the road in Vancouver Island. I said there was a road in Vancouver Island called Jungle Pot Road. And I don't know if it was my... Auto-correct if it was auto autocorrect, it is not Jungle Pot. It is Jingle Pot Road. <laughs> Big difference. But also equally amazing. I agree. <laughs> there was a high school teacher that had a student named Anita Hoare, which- Ah, uh, family. Just like our family. Yep. Our mother's maiden name was Hoare. Anita Hoare, though, is great. <laughs> Uh, son's aunt's name on his dad's side is April Spring Bloom. They said, put that in your cuteness pipe and smoke it. I will. Seriously, I already did. Uh, the old guy next door when that same person was young was named K. Don Crumroy. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Okay, some names in Arkansas. Flippin' Arkansas, which is popular amongst high schoolers. I bet. They also have Bald Knob, Smack Over, Goobertown, and Romance. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Say those again Bald Knob. I love yes. a knob. Smack Over, Goobertown, and Romance. <laughs> Goober. <laughs> in Arkansas? Yes, my friend. Wow. Yes. Wow There's someone named Oh it's a place Bitch France Bitch B-I-T-C-H-E <laughs> Bitch France So that's exactly how you pronounce that's it where you live Yep <laughs> Fuck yeah Parlez-vous Bitch <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do speak Dutch. Wee wee. Oh my god! I, this one may have been covered before, but the famous Dick Sweat came back on our radar. Ugh. So
1: who doesn't love a little Dick Sweat? Mm-hmm. And, and,
0: oh, so there's somebody named Ralph C. Lincoln, and he's like 11th generation of the Lincoln family of the you know Abraham Lincoln family. But right. Ralph C. Lincoln sounds like the fakest name I'd ever heard. So I included it. <laughs> Uh, Taffy Brodesser-Acker um, uh-huh. is the right, like the writer, executive producer, director. I mean, she just did everything uh, for Fleischman is in trouble, my new favorite wow. show. My favorite show of 2022, if you guys haven't watched it, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's a wonderful show, but Taffy Brodesser-Acker, I was like, oh, of course, she's got an amazing <laughs> name on top of being a brilliant genius. All right. There is a crystal beaver, an autumn beaver, and an April beaver.
1: (sighs) I love a good beaver.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Somebody was watching Lindsay Lohan's new Netflix Christmas movie, which is terrible. They wanted to warn everyone. But the main male actor's name is Cord Overstreet. (laughs) Um Oh, there's a doctor. There's a dentist. We got a DDS. Dr. Lick D. <laughs> DDS. Dr. Lick D. DDS. D- <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I've gotten a couple of, uh in Scotland, I've had two people from Scotland, including Ethel Kettle's uh ancestor, whatever, Um so they, they called their salt trucks Gritters, which is also mm-hmm. something that's come in handy for me lately. Uh, but they named their Gritters, like Gritalica, Lou Ice Capaldi, Gritney Spears. <laughs> 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 um, I thought that there was more. There's more, but I, I, I didn't write them down here. I'll try to get back to those next round, you guys. Uh, snow plows in Minnesota also. yes. Plowy McPlowface, Scoop Dog, The Big Laplowski, Betty White Out, (laughs) Edward Blizzard Hands, No More Mr. Ice Guy. (laughs) (laughs) And because it's Minnesota, there's the truck formerly known as Plow. I swear to God, you guys, every single person that's ever been associated with Trump has the best name too. Kenneth Cheesebro was the one who <laughs> concocted the fake elector scam. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, and have you guys heard about this um, this Supreme Court case that they're trying to get the Supreme Court to hear, which they're never going to hear, but they're basically this family of four brothers. They're like jazz musicians from Utah and they're trying to overturn the 2020 election and then like put... Put Trump into office as a result. Oh, their names are Gaylor, Rayland, Dayron, and Loy Brunson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they're not going to win that case, but they win the case for
0: best, best names. Terrible in- names, IMO, in my opinion. Um, oh my God, I saw my boy Lad McConkey. He showed up <laughs> on a TikTok video. One of the <laughs> I think he's in like Alabama or Arkansas playing football. Lad McConkie, like greeting a, a young fan <laughs> oh. for a Christmas present. He was like, McConkie! And he was wearing a McConkey jersey. <laughs> and I was like,
1: that's amazing.
0: Lad McConkie, he's a real nice kid. Real stand-up guy, you guys. Get, let's give it a little hip, hip hooray for Lad McConkie for being a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just this morning, one of our listeners sent me a video of pp island in newfoundland <laughs> and so of course i k- type it into google maps just to confirm that it's a place not only is there pp island in newfoundland there's pp falls in hawaii yes there's a pp creek in ohio there's <laughs> pp township in ohio yes and there is a pp field on parent hill road in moose up connecticut
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> I want to live in Peep.
0: I want to live in Peep Pee- Pee Township so badly. <laughs> <laughs> so much. <laughs> and there you go, my darling That's cutie amazing. pies. There you go. We did
1: it. Another did- week, we did it.
0: <laughs> you did it. We did it. All right, let's do some shouty audies before you have to go pick up your child from school. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's that time of day. Uh, you can also have a shouty-outy. We are at the end of September. We are yes. going to get to October today, y'all.
0: Yes! So if, yes. You,
1: if you joined us in October, we are getting to you. Please, mm-hmm. thank you for your patience. We have not forgotten you. Nope. You will get your goodies soon. Yep. You will get your shout-out soon. We love yes. you, and we have not forgotten all of our promises. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> when the ancestors ex- well, sisters promise something, we follow through eventually that's our motto now,
0: yes <laughs> right. well now we're both but medicated. never quickly yeah now that we're medicated shit is much more on track than it has been for the yeah. last three years so thank yeah, you it's modern true. science yeah
1: right. I know but unfortunately this is a quick they will pill update I am I have my diagnosis for ADHD hooray yeah I have been on Adderall it is not working so great for me but that's okay that's yeah, the it works,
0: works very, very well for me. I'm having a little bit of physical symptoms that I'm going to talk to my mm-hmm. doctor about. But uh, yeah, it's been amazing for me. Not not as good for Sadie, but yeah. We'll, so we'll just remember that. Jack.
1: You don't always, it doesn't always, like the, when I got on my brain meds for my anxiety, it worked immediately and was amazing. But yep. that's not how medication always works. And so just being patient with the process and not giving up
0: yep. is important. Yeah, big so. time. Especially when your older sister is like, I my life is magic. Everything is perfect now. And Sadie's like, I'm so excited. Nothing happening.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does, it does help ish, but it's, yeah, it's definitely, you know, I talked to my doctor about it. And he was, I said, you know, how much of a difference should I feel medicated? And he was like, oh, significantly different. And I was like, okay, I'm yeah. not there. Yeah. I'm like mildly different. <laughs> yeah. So my life changed I gotta overnight.
0: I, I got a, I got a, Brand new, beautiful, shiny life overnight. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep,
1: there. it's coming. Yep. And then and then the goodies will come once I'm properly medicated is the point. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much to Jessica C.
0: Jessica, come out of the darkness into the light and show everybody what you're doing over there. And she says, okay, everybody get ready because this might drive you to insanity. I am so amazing and glorious that the human mind cannot comprehend what it is about to experience. And so everybody gets some special glasses to put on to perceive a Jessica. To see Jessica see requires that you be... In a welding mask and with some glasses (laughs) behind a screen and under a protective barrier (laughs) because otherwise you'll go insane. And you might also vaporize when she comes out of the darkness and reveals her full magnificence. (laughs) Oh, my eyes. <laughs> ah, I'm
1: vaporizing
0: <laughs> with the presence of Jessica C. I'm
1: going to have to be the voice actor behind your stories now, like clip-to-clop <laughs> sounds. And so
0: it's called a folly artist, Sadie. We covered that recently, I think, on a Patreon episode. Or maybe it was a uh, main feed episode.
1: I'm not medicated, corny
0: Foley, foley Properly. artist.
1: Properly. Foley artist. <laughs> uh,
0: thank you so much to Holly F., Oh come on! With a name like Holly F, what does F stand for? Um, fr- fr- frickle Holly Frickle, <laughs> Holly Frolic. That's- it's definitely Holly Frolic. Holly Frolic. What else? <laughs> oh God! What else could it be? Holly, Holly Folly.
1: Holly Folly.
0: <laughs> Holly, <laughs> Holly. Forget about it. Holly fright <laughs> night. Holly shrimp Fritters Holly in Yes Holly in parentheses Trip the light Fantastic <laughs> Holly Fritter <laughs> I love a fritter <laughs> <Did you? gasps> Holly Freckle Holly oh. oh this is like the f- most fun I've had in a really long time <laughs> I'm Holly like, Fish Fish sticks <laughs> I don't,
1: I'm thinking of food, apparently.
0: <laughs> no, fish is cute, but fish sticks is exponentially <laughs> cuter. phantasm! That might start with a pH. That's fine. She's all these things. Spooky, yes. cute, yummy, funny. Yep. Uh, like a little bit of- Fabulous. Yes. And also kind of um, naughty in a cool way. Mm-hmm. What's a cool mm-hmm. word that starts with an F? Frizzle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all it's cool cause it it. It's cool because yeah. it
1: has Z's in it. It's cool because it has Z's in it. Oh my god! Oh, the oh my other god. one that <laughs> when it popped in my head, you asked what the cool word FedEx because has an X. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Okay. We love you, Holly. <laughs> it's really that I think you just improved both of our moods significantly. Uh, All right, let's last do, but not least. One more, yes. All yes. All right. Yes. Thank
1: you so and we have hit officially hit October first. Yeah! Our first listener who joined on October first. Thank you so much to
0: Zakia J. Oh, come on. What? You're gonna fucking I drop Zakia on me? Zakia. Zakia J. Well, speaking of, is cool because it has a Z in it. Is it Z or X? (laughs) Zakia Z. Z. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! I'm humbled. I'm speechless. I am. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you? Where do you even go with a name like (sighs) Zakia? It
1: speaks for itself.
0: Right back into the womb, so you could be reborn Mm -hmm. and have a name that's even remotely as like. Uh. What's the word I'm looking for? Immortal? Like mm-hmm. Zakiya, Zakia, if your name is Zakia, you feel immortal to me. You feel like mm-hmm. endless, boundless, sort of uh, edgeless. There's there's no edge to you. There is infiniteness. There is exuberance. There is like like a vortex just like sucking in all of the good and the power, but not in a like greedy way and it just Mm -hmm. like a magnetically like Mm -hmm. you just you're just like a portal you're just bringing it all into you right Mm -hmm. yeah like if I was a scientist and I put that telescope out there and Looking at all those baby stars being born, <laughs> right. perceiving dust. Did you see that? That's mm-hmm. the big difference between this one and let previous telescopes, is this one could see dust. And so that's yeah, why everything dude. looks so fucking cool. I would have named it. Yes. I would have named it the Zakia telescope. Right? Yeah. Yes. And then everything that I found with it would be named the Zakia nebula, Force, the Zakia right? <laughs> galaxy, the <Planet>. Zakia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the planet <laughs> the planet <laughs> all of the moons all the stars all of the yeah i would just change yes. the time and space to be called just zakia because that's what it feels <laughs> like to beautiful me beautiful name yeah so Good, much. congratulations congratulations zakia That's yes. all zakia in 2023 that's going to oh, be my yes. right yes that's what I'm gonna, I, that's what i want for myself in this yep, year i'm vortexing I'm, it all in i'm vortexing it all back out <laughs>
1: and That's By vortex, end. I mean Zakia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank uh, you so much. We love to you our page- all so much. So much. Uh, if you want to spend more time with us, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook. We might be off Twitter right now. I don't know. My- yeah. yeah. My please We've we never leave really got- been on. No, Twitter. but I think anyway, we there are officially off for now. Yeah, there's like an yeah. archive of t- tweets that you could just find on instagram and they're better so instagram uh facebook tiktok and youtube at they will kill you can email us at they at gmail.com you can go to our website they will you can rate review and subscribe to us we just got the best review. Someone described us as an acquired taste and that <laughs> we are low ego. And I swear, I was like, this person fucking gets us. That's exactly yeah. how I feel about myself just in general, but definitely this podcast. Definitely yeah, an acquired was, taste and definitely we are trying to be low ego. So I appreciate that that was recognized. Thank you.
1: And I was talking to somebody who listens to the podcast and has gotten to know me at the same time, like yeah. for real in real life. And they were like... Um, You're so like you're so real. This that's really who you like who you are on the podcast and who you are in person is the same. And I was like, Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm really am just like a mom in central Indiana Mm -hmm. doing a podcast with my sisters. It's just a stream. And I will still be nice to you in person. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Just stream of consciousness conversation (laughs) over here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh anyway, we love you. Uh, yes. Thank you, AJ Bergantz,
0: for our music. Thank you, thank you so much. And remember, um, this is a I, I just want to shout out to Keith on TikTok. I just cannot get enough of this guy. Ugh.
1: I was watching him just before we recorded.
0: Okay, I just feel like he sums up. So, for those of you who are not on TikTok and have not gotten on Keith Talk, which thank God <laughs> Sadie had at the same time that I had, yes, just type in like Keith food reviews. This guy it's just a dad in Las Vegas who reviews restaurants. I don't know what the formula is that he has cracked. I can watch him try food and review it for the rest of my life. He's got almost 6 million followers and he doesn't accept money from restaurants that he reviews. He just like legitimately wants to review them, but he has created in my opinion, like the most perfect little community of kindness and supportiveness. Mm -hmm. He is like so grateful and he um, he's very honest in his reviews. If he doesn't like something, he's really upfront about it, but he's like changing all of these small businesses for the better. He's just like saving small businesses. And he says in every video, I'm just so grateful to be this vessel that can like mm-hmm. bring this information out there. And then just going into the comments and seeing people interacting with him and each other, and then going to the restaurants and he reviews and then like watching how all of his followers like go to those <laughs> restaurants and just say the most supportive things. like. I was on some pizza restaurant in fucking Las Vegas last night, crying my eyes out. I just was like.
1: (laughs) That's when I was (laughs) watching this. Oh, shit. That was the one I was watching this morning. Yeah.
0: Yes. (laughs) And I went over there and everyone's like, hey, babies, Keith sent me. Better get ready because your life's about to change for the better. We all love you. If I'm ever in Vegas, I'm coming to your pizza restaurant. It's like. It's all I've ever wanted to do for people. Yes. Yes. Same. It's just so beautiful. And I'm so grateful for him. And I'm so grateful for everyone who's like. coming around him and like just interacting with each other it's just a really really authentic pure beautiful place to go if you need a pick me up so i can't remember his last name but i mean swear to god just type in keith keith food review and it's not he's not hard to find he's got little kids his wife's tiktok is equally charming and adorable they're amazing they're amazing i'm just so happy that I'm so happy that our community exists, that the people who have come and found us exist and just has remained for three years, knock wood, such a like bright, shining, beautiful place to exist. And then to find other communities like that, that have just remained, you know, good here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I know, we so, need to
1: plan, our third birthday is coming up in February. We need mm-hmm. to plan a giveaway or something.
0: And a, a hangout. Three years, yeah. I don't know how that happened. I don't either. But yeah, I also want to hang out yeah. with you all. Definitely on Patreon, mm-hmm. so we need to mm-hmm. we need to figure something out. But anyway. Yes. We, love right. you. we love you.
1: We love you. What else do we love? Keith.
0: Um, Keith, we love Frizzles and FedEx. And Zacchaeus. <laughs> <it's a Keas. laughs> and and Jessica cute. C's. And I don't and I hope I don't vaporize at <laughs> all of your presents. But Hollies. That's the risk I'm willing to take in a hollies. <laughs> oh.
1: We We love love you guys so much. We'll
0: see you next time. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.